Hi guys, thank you so much for coming back to my podcast. <laughs> um, I see that I have more listeners, so thank you so much to all of you who are joining me and listening in and being a part of my journey. I really appreciate it and I hope you enjoy this episode. I'll see you inside. Hi everyone, thank you for joining back in on Conquer Teaching Podcast. Um, I hope that everybody's doing well and today we're going to talk a little bit about differentiating instruction. So I know that because it's online classrooms or maybe just handouts that you've given your students, it is necessary to still have some sort of level of differentiating. So the handouts that you gave out already, like that's already home, whatever, but because we still have the ability to communicate with our parents who gave email addresses or cell phone numbers, you could still record something or email something that has a recording to it. Whether it's video or just a conversation, you could walk the students through it because parents don't necessarily know what to do with the material that you gave them. So if anybody has seen the very trending video of a woman who, I I forget what country it's in, but she was ranting about the information that she's getting from teachers, the things that they're sending to her online or posting on platforms like Google Classroom. So she was basically saying that, first of all, she has multiple grade school students that go to school every day or would go to school every day and so she has to now balance these four kids at home with all of their needs not just the specific classroom needs that we're asking parents to provide so that's the first thing the second thing is that she was saying for example with her music teacher or the music teacher that gives her student um, information and packets or you know activities to do that She doesn't know how to read music. So how in the world is that supposed to be something that she's able to teach her child, right? So she would have to relearn everything or learn it for the first time because who knows if she's ever actually read music before and then try to figure out how to teach that to her child who's never seen it. So there's a challenge there, right? A big challenge. A, she has like three or four different children she needs to run and look after for various different reasons. And B, there are things that are being sent to her that she's never seen or heard of and she doesn't have the knowledge to back up. Like, I know this is how you do it. So if that teacher per se were to send something a little bit easier, maybe reading music with the notes, like actual explanation of the notes and giving examples of it, not just sending a random packet of music notes and expecting her to know what that music is supposed to be or how to teach it to her child and how to teach that child to play those notes, right? Because the child could then be playing anything and she thinks it's fine. So the same thing goes with math, science, um, English, you know, history, any kind of, any kind of subject, any kind of topic, any area, especially if you're moving on with your material, right? So in my district, we were advised to just give students work to do that was already discussed in class, something that they should have already picked up and learned, 
or something that was a review from things that they would easily know or be able to figure out themselves, right? Because we all know that even though we were in front of them, in their faces, telling them what to do with certain things, they're still not going to know exactly how to do that material or complete it because they weren't paying attention. (laughs) So you're welcome, parents, because now you know that your kid wasn't paying attention at all, even though we're sending home reviews from the beginning of the year. Anyway, that's a whole different topic and and kind of a rant. Um, But yeah, so communicate with the parents as best you can using methods like recordings or like videos that they could watch, even if it's not your own voice recording, right? So I was able to get things off of Teachers Pay Teachers that had recordings And now I can disseminate that information to my students who I know all have access because I work in a type of district where they do all have access in my classes, right? So they all have a one-to-one ratio of technology. And even if they didn't, they at home have the materials and the ability and the technology to use what I give them, right? But there are cases where not everybody in the district or maybe not even half the district has Um, technology at home, right? But there is a way to communicate with parents anyway. And the stuff that you sent home or continue to send home should be with examples, right? Why don't you print it out at home, like an example worksheet, and fill it out yourself, you know, write the steps, the process to those steps on a piece of paper and send a picture to the parents, right? Like there's so many other ways to differentiate that you should still do because kids are not going to either remember or know what you're talking about and they might say they don't know because you they know you don't know right as a parent they know you don't know and so they're hoping and banking on the fact that as soon as they say that they don't know you're going to just be like oh whatever like then we're not going to do this because I don't know either whether it's out of frustration or lack of patience or because you truly don't know. So there's a tip for you teachers. You need to still differentiate whether or not you're in the classroom, whether or not you see them differentiate. You have people's addresses, mail them something, okay? You don't have to talk to anybody. You could literally print your own postage at home and send it to them. Um, Or you can email their parents with the pictures of your example And I mean, there's just so many other ways. Technology is huge and there's so many other ways. So I encourage you to figure out a way. If you feel the call to, if not, then screw it. They should figure it out themselves, right? (laughs) I mean, honestly, at this point, you know, some of the material is like, hello, why haven't you figured this out? But some of the material, you know, it does need an explanation. Um, I know for some of my students, they have contacted me with work from other classes as usual because I know even if I were with them, they would definitely, con- you know, contact me or bring me work that they don't know what to do with. And that I've been able to go in, download their document, highlight where they could find the answers to certain questions, and then they can go back to the document, find the answers to the questions, and um, infer or whatever they need to do for themselves and type in the answers and get the work done. So I 
am available to help any of you who need it. If you go on my website, conquerteaching.com, you can see that, you know, you can email me, you can contact me that way. I am way more active on my love.sincerely underscore um, Instagram if you want to go on there and DM me, or you can go to my Conquer Teaching Instagram and DM me through there. Um, what else? I guess that's really much, that's really pretty much it for differentiating. Again, you probably still have access to your students' IEP records or 504 plans. There are things in there. A lot of them are, well, a lot of the things that I've noticed in my 504s and my, and my INRS are that it's classroom-based things that we could control. So in terms of seating or keeping them away from distractions, at this point, honestly, no idea. Like I have no idea. Like there's nothing we can really do to implement these 504 or INRS plans. But in terms of their IEPs, usually there are things in there where we're modifying the assignments and documents in order for students to be able to really digest them easier. So I think that we should really be going in there and doing our best with um, having that information, I guess, available to the students with IEPs who do need us to highlight, who can't or normally wouldn't highlight on their own and who we would be taking to small groups. Those students would be better suited if we did highlight their online resources, whether they're articles or you know, stories, things like that, they could have that purpose. And then posting the correct answers, maybe after, I don't know, a week or a few days to certain things. Or I really would suggest just posting one example, one full-on example, and then after that, not posting answers necessarily. Unless this time is extended for us to be home, I wouldn't just readily post, um, answers, you know, because then they'll just wait. They'll just wait for the two days or three days to pass, noticing that you're posting answers online and then realize like, uh, there's no point in me doing this. I might as well submit it late and then just come up with every excuse as to why it's late, right? So there you go. Those are my tips and tricks for differentiating instruction while we are home and um, when you're doing distance learning and trying to abide by the IEPs and any other special circumstances. So there you go. Have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you next time. If you need to get in touch with me before then or would like to suggest anything for the next episode, please contact me at conquerteaching.com or My email is hello at Conquer Teaching. You can also reach me at Conquer Teaching through Instagram. Thank you so much. I will see you next time.